0: Hey, y'all, welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and I am excited to have you listening into this episode. It's the new year, 2018, baby, and so much is already underway. In our What's Happening Now segment, we'll talk about the end of the sham voter commission, California marijuana legalization, and Bruno Mars' latest video with Cardi B., also a special shout out to essence magazine for the self-care segment i want to end that whole new year new me mantra and give you new year better me finally in black excellence all honor and respect go to yara shahidi it'll be a fun show so get ready no friend hosts this week so grab your tea and let's talk Segment 1, What's Happening Now? Happy New Year, 2018 is here. I'm a tad bit excited about that for many, many reasons. First of all, 2017 was trash politically in this country. And seriously, we needed a fresh start. Secondly, this year means a lot for me personally and what I have planned but more on that in that in the self-care segment. Finally, we have a lot happening in pop culture this year from Black Panther and a, a wrinkle in time release to Beyonce at Coachella. Hello. So much going down this year. Why not look forward to it after the trash we experienced in 2017? All right. So let's let's get down to it with the first episode of 2018. Kicking it off with politics. Well, It's been an interesting year already, and it has just begun. First off, let us all just give a round of applause for the sham voter commission being ended by Trump. (laughs) Due to pushback from states on providing information on voters to the White House and many lawsuits from, from those states, the NAACP and ACLU, the Trump administration decided to end the commission. Hallelujah. With a caveat, of course, they want to hand over the investigation into the alleged voter fraud, as they spin it being voter integrity, over to the other governmental agency, um, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. Why them? Because this whole thing is about targeting specific groups of voters. Basically, the government's attempt at voter suppression. So this podcast is titled Beautifully Complicated because I wanted to have the ability to discuss how different things that happen around us affects us in different ways, depending on what we all identify as. To be specific, as a black millennial woman, I wanted to discuss how some of these actions affect myself and my community. Show you the world through various lenses so we think differently. Okay, so back to the voting commission. The whole point of this commission was to disenfranchise and suppress the votes of people of color. People of color, black, Latino, etc, vote heavily democratic. And of course, Republicans don't really like that very much. The more people of color vote, the less likely it is for Republicans to win certain elections. With the increase of people of color in the country, we'll eventually see a shift where Democrats would have an either, an even larger majority in the population and a better chance of holding the federal government. And that's probably one of the reasons why Donald Trump had his little comment he said a few days ago where he called the African nations in the the country of Haiti, it whole countries and people that come from there need to go back to where they came from in a sense. So he has an issue with black people, but we already knew that, didn't we? He's a racist. Now... Dems now already have a very large voting block. We saw that with Hillary Clinton's win of the popular vote by 3 million people. Republicans see that as a problem, thus the great desire to call fraud and investigate and implement laws to suppress those voters. Especially now that so many of us are really energized about voting these nut jobs out of office. Voter suppression and intimidation, of course, though, is not new. To the black community. It played a large part in the civil rights movement, resulting in the passing of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Now, just to give you a little background here, black people in America had the right to vote before that act. The 15th Amendment of the Constitution passed by Congress in February 1869 and ratified in February 1870, gave that right It stated, and I quote, The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. This was one of the amendments added after the Civil War, giving black people the right to vote. In fact, there were three amendments enacted in that time frame. The 13th Amendment, barring slavery except for crime. Hello, mass incarceration from the 80s forward to the present. 14th Amendment, giving black people sit and equal rights. And the 15th Amendment, giving them the right to vote. You may ask, well, what the hell was the point of the Voting Rights Act of 1965? So glad you asked that question. Well, following the enactment of those amendments, black people exercised their rights. They not only voted, but they also ran for elected office all throughout the country in the 1800s to 1870s. You can imagine how much this angered the racist white people, especially in the South, who had just a few years earlier, saw these same black people enslaved and considered them lesser than. This time period was known as Reconstruction, which was from 1865 to 1877. Since the black people became engaged in the political process, white supremacists waged war against them politically, and democratic control was that process that they used. It was given back to the South by Rutherford B. Hayes. This is when the Dems were basically like the far-right Republican Party of today, just so you know. The party platform switched a few decades ago, um, probably, I think, around the 1860s. Anyway, to keep from going all history, Professor, in this episode, basically, that is what snatched away the voting power of African-Americans and gave way to the need for the VRA of 1965. Okay, that may sound a bit familiar to today following the election of President Barack Obama. We started to see... A white lash, in a sense, that grew more over time from the Tea Party movement to congressional obstruction and racist white folks electing Donald Trump. Then Donald and his team working to try to suppress the vote of certain groups of people. We'll continue to fight back and push against such actions, though, we won't allow it to repeat. There are several organizations monitoring federal and state lawmakers' bills that may contribute to voter suppression. Poll watchers is ensuring there is no voter intimidation. Uh, We have Jason Kander, who has launched Let America Vote initiative to the NAACP and ACLU's focus on this initiative. Many organizations working on it. And of course, so many of us getting involved at the grassroots level. I am glad the sham voting commission was dissolved, but I will say we must remain vigilant to ensure voting rights are protected for all Americans and reenacted for felons who have served their time. Now, 2018 also have gave, gave way to another state legalizing recreational marijuana use. So for all of you weed aficionados, this one would definitely make you happy. January 1st marked the first day for California's legalization of recreational marijuana. Smokers will not need a medical prescription to use weed legally, but now they can smoke because they just want to. This can and probably will generate tens of billions of dollars for the state. Washington and Colorado both have already had a great economic boom from their legalization, so California is just soon to follow. With that being said, as a black woman, I'm reminded of our brothers and sisters who are serving time in jail or who have criminal charges against them related to marijuana. I hope that there is an initiative. To free them from their convictions and clear their records. The war on drugs that was waged in the 80s had a detrimental effect on our communities with its focus on crack cocaine and marijuana. Now, with a good percentage of the prison population and federal drug convictions being related to marijuana, those black and brown people should be given another chance. One thing that bothers me about the legalization is we are seeing many non-people of color taking part in business launches and what appears to be brown and black people being shut out. That is just disturbing. Honestly, it's black and brown people who built the business model in a sense for it. So why not give them a seat at the table? Just my thoughts. I think more states will definitely follow suit with legalization for recreational use, even as Jeff Sessions, DOJ, rolls back state protections and focus on federal enforcement of federal law, which still states marijuana as being an illegal drug. I'm sure there'll be more to follow here. I'm definitely certain that sometime in the near future, we will see a full legalization of marijuana at the federal level. In other news, Bruno Mars dropped the remix to his song, Finesse, and it features the 2017 rap darling Cardi B. Okay, full disclosure, I am a huge fan of Bruno Mars. I love his music, his energy, I vibe with him. He dropped this video for Finesse Remix, and it was everything, y'all. It was 90s yumminess. Seriously, it was an homage to the 90s. The song already gives you a New Jack Swing feel, and the video sticks with that theme from the bright cross color fashion and the homage to the in Living Color um, opening with the in Living, Col- cover- in Living Color dance stage where we watch the Fly Girls dance in the 90s. Baby, I seriously stand over this video absolutely love it. The 90s, especially early 90s, which this song and video mimics, is my favorite era for music and movies, honestly. It was so great. I literally have listened to often 90s playlists that include Jodeci, H-Town, The Biv DeVoe, Invoke, TLC, Keith Sweat Teddy Riley. I can go on and on. Good times. Great video. Shout out to Bruno Mars and Cardi B on Finesse Remix. Speaking of shout outs, this is another one for the culture. I was excited to hear about this one when it rolled out the first week of the year. What's this, you may ask? Essence Magazine is officially black owned again hallelujah essence ventures purchased essence from time inc and announced the ownership change on january 3rd this is wonderful news so essence ventures is headed up and owned by the founder of shea moisture products also known as sundial a black man bought essence and put it back under black ownership note to self make sure you get your tickets to essence fest this year it's about to be lit we need more news stories like this. We need more Black people owning businesses that impact Black lives. We need more Black board members. It's time we take our 40 acres and a mule, plus some, since they won't give it to us. Seriously, as a Black entrepreneur, this type of news definitely always excites me. So make sure your support. Go ahead, get a subscription to Essence. Go to Essence Fest. Get engaged. Oh, and hold them accountable when it comes to protecting and paying writers and contributors and doing good business while telling our stories. Finally, I would be remiss to not mention the speech of all speeches given at the Golden Globes Award by the incomparable Oprah Winfrey. I'm going to play a couple of clips of her speech. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most important powerful tool we all have and I'm especially proud and inspired by all the women who have felt strong enough and empowered enough to speak up and share their personal stories. This speech was absolutely powerful, awe-inspiring, dripping with historical references and motivational quips. Her backstage speech was just as powerful. Oprah is a queen. She is a true gem from the black community and America as a whole. Experiencing all of what she's done and accomplished, coming from very humble beginnings as a dirt poor little black girl, she's just amazing. Segment two, self care. Hashtag new year, new me. Every single year we hear that, we say that, we halfway believe it. However, by March we fall into new year, same me. Not much change. We put in a little effort, but slack off for a while. I was one of them up until last year. Last year, I made some small changes and was able to maintain them. This year, my focus was on improving upon what I've already been working on. We're all a work in progress after all, all right? We're either progressing for the better or regressing or remaining the same. I choose to continue to get better. So I chose to look at this year And every year, as new year, better me. For me, that meant getting focused and holding myself accountable. I talked about accountability in the last episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you check it out. In that episode, self care segment, I talked a lot about improving oneself via leaving stuff in 2017 and adopting new attitudes in 2018. What I did for this year was I created an actual action plan, I wrote out my goals. I made them specific, I made them smart, I made them simple. You remember smart from work, I'm sure. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. There's a reason why companies use it. If they use it well, it works. So I wrote out specific goals for myself, who I wanted to be by December 31st, 2018. From there, I broke down my time into quarters, and then months. I focused in on what I needed to do month by month to achieve my goals by year end. The actions that I needed to carry out and the smaller goals that needed to be achieved to to reach the ultimate goals. For example, for this podcast, in order to ensure I am consistent in recording throughout the year and prepare for each episode without trying to do it all at the last minute, I have calendar dates, when I will work on content for it and focus solely on that. In regards to my businesses I'm working on my skincare line, well, to have five products launched by year end and selling, I have focused for January to order ingredients for, formulate, do testing for one product. I calendared all those actions for specific dates with what the focus is for that date. That may sound extreme, but The idea is to make sure I know what I need to focus on to reach my goals and aren't just fumbling around in the dark. It's working so far for me. I've been able to get a lot done these first two weeks in January, allowing it to be incredibly productive. What I'm saying is for you to create an actual plan and follow through. Figure out what works for you to ensure you follow through. It can be a digital calendar like I have going. It can be an accountability partner doing check-ins. It could be a panda planner. It can be a public announcement of what you're doing so that you have little choice but to follow through. Find what works for you and implement it. We all have goals. We all have something we want to achieve or do, whether it's losing weight, and improving your health or launching a business, it all requires a plan and action followed by accountability. If you were focused on losing weight or getting in better shape, you may have had a trainer in the past that would do check-ins, whether it's a weigh-in or measuring session to see where you're going. And how you're doing. You have to do that for yourself. I have built for myself my own monthly goals review. Review how I'm progressing, where I have fallen short, obstacles, and where I have where I have done well. I'm following this up with some type of simple reward system when I meet those goals. Maybe buying a new lipstick or something. Or a penalty of sorts when I missed something that was within my control. Such as transferring a specific amount of money out of my spending account into my savings, which is still a win in a way. Do whatever works for you. That's what I respond to personally. My focus for this podcast segment today is to help you reach your goals for this year so you can become a better version of yourself. I feel my calling is to help people do that in general in some way. I know I'm here to help people achieve and I want to help you do that. So I have a few tips in summary so you can make sure you're executing this year. Okay, so grab your pen and paper. Here we go. Number one, what is it? It being your goals. List out what you want to achieve in your life. It can be anything, maybe a few of these categories, maybe one thing in each of them up to you, but keep it manageable so you're not biting off more than you can chew. Perhaps financially, saving, paying down debt, Romantically, making yourself more available, getting out of a toxic relationship. Physical, with health improvement. Self-improvement, with reading more or going back to school. Spiritually, adopting a practice, going to service more. Meditation, career, starting a business, getting a promotion, changing fields. Number two, how do you know if you've achieved it? This is when you document the win. If it's losing weight, it's the actual number or measurements that you want to see. If it's business sales, it's the dollar value or unit sold you want to meet. If it's going back to school, then it's not only applying but registering for classes. Is it attainable? Take that list and break it down. If those things you want to achieve is actually something you can do within the next year. Launching a business that makes revenue of $5 million may not be easily attainable when it's from scratch, but launching a business and getting 50 sales, maybe. Losing 150 pounds in a year could be tough, but losing 40 pounds by the end of the year may be achievable. It even something you can exceed past. Number four. When do you want to achieve these goals? What's your deadline for yourself? Be reasonable with this, but not too lax. If you wanna lose 50 pounds, setting a March 31st, 2018 deadline may be a bit much. Setting an October 31, 2018 may be doable. Write it out, whatever it is. Number five, what do I need to do to make this happen? This is when it gets good and what will take a bit of time. Break down what you'll need to do to meet those goals. Create a bullet list from that bullet list. If you can make it step-by-step, you're gonna create an action plan. Each of those items become mini short-term goals. Number six, how do I hold myself accountable? This is the review section for me. How am I performing against my goals? I'm doing them monthly for myself. If you don't have that level of belief in your ability to do it honestly, then get yourself an accountability partner who can do your review for you. Number seven, celebrate the wins. I love a celebration. I love rewarding as long as the reward is not a detriment of the goal, i.e. losing 10 pounds for turning around and eating 5,000 bad calories in a day to celebrate. Probably not a good idea, but make it work for you. This year, we're improving ourselves. We're going for our goals. We're taking our vision and making sure they manifest. Action makes that happen. Get your goals in. Make a plan. If you have to use digital tools like your computer, phone, calendar, and apps to help you stay focused and on course. Execute. I know we all can do this. Let's stop talking about it and be about it. Put some action behind those words. So I'll post these seven tips on the Beautifully Complicated Facebook page. So make sure you like the page and get the information in your news feed. I'm ready. You're ready. We're ready. Let's do it in 2018. New year. Better me. Segment three, Black Excellence. It's the first Black Excellence segment of 2018, and I couldn't think of a better person to highlight than the amazing, smart, talented, and woke actress, Yara Shahidi. We all know Yara Shahidi as the biracial Iranian American, Black American actor on ABC's Blackish as the character Zoe Johnson. Yara is now the lead in the Blackish spinoff, Grownish, which airs on Freeform. Grownish is this generation's take on college life, and Yara does a great job of bringing us Zoe Johnson as a college freshman at CalU. We meet her classmates who soon become her friends and take the college journey with them through the series. I'm excited about this show as someone who loves a different world, which is a show based on a fictional HBCU in the late 80s and early 90s, spinning off from The Cosby Show as we follow Denise Huxtable. Grownish is isn't a different world, but it is a great show with topics that are more specific to this time period and generation. Check it out if you haven't. It premiered on Wednesday, January 3rd. It airs on Wednesdays on Freeform. Yara not only is a great actress in incredible shows, but she is also woke, y'all. She lends her voice to many social social justice topics and participates in conferences and actions that help highlight issues affecting marginalized communities, i.e. people of color as well as women. She not only talks about issues that are stateside but as someone with Iranian heritage recently leading lending her voice to the protest movement taking place currently in Iran as citizens push back and challenge a corrupt regime did I mention she does all of this while attending Harvard as a freshman where Malia Obama is also in attendance I'm very proud of Yara and hope to see more great things come from her soon Well, that's my show for today. Glad you tuned in to listen and hopefully take notes on how to meet those goals to become a better you this year. If you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe to the show on Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with friends and family so you can carry this conversation on. You can always reach out to me, Sheena, your host, on Instagram or Twitter. My handle on both platforms is at Sheena D1. That's S H E E N A D, the number one. You could also like the Facebook page Beautifully Complicated Podcast. Beautifully Complicated is one word if you're searching for it. Thanks for tuning in. Love and light, everyone. Till next time, remember that the best life is beautifully complicated.